Grassy Posse Packer Nation. Welcome to another episode of Packcast, the podcast where you don't have to be Packers fan. But it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom Grassy. And today, for the fourth time, fourth time, fourth time, just like four time Super Bowl champs. See what we did there? That's connections. We have the legendary, the magnificent Mr. Mark Murphy joining us once again. Mark, I appreciate the time as always. I don't think I'm legendary, Tom, but I'll appreciate the introduction. We we hype up the guests here. That's that's what we do. You you leave feeling good. How have you been before we get into anything? It's quiet here in Lambeau in April. It's a little like eerie because it's not, you know, hustling and bustling like it usually is. Yeah, well, you know, we just uh, just had our annual league meeting uh, down in Florida. um, And it was actually the first in-person league meeting that we've had since 2019. Yes. So... It's kind of nice to get everybody together, and um, you know, it's been a pretty busy offseason for the league. When you look at all the quarterbacks changing teams, some of the trades, uh, and then with the draft coming up, you know, later this month, it's uh, you know, it's starting to starting to get a little starting to ramp up once again. Yeah. I mean, it's been a busy offseason, not just around the league, but for the Packers as well. I mean, like talk about some of the great stuff already. You have the Green Bay Packers are finally, and this is when we were back, you know, the first time I ever interviewed you, they're going across the pond. Yeah, yeah. And the reception to it has been significant. Yeah, it's been, well, from our fans in London and the UK, it's been um, extremely positive there. Uh, we were saying, joking earlier, how patient they've been. You know, we were the, the last NFL team to play a game internationally. And the reason for that is, that, um, well, two reasons. Uh, we didn't want to give up a home game because it means so much relatively to our economy and the local economy here. And then our fans travel so well to away games that, you know, the, the home teams don't want to lose a, a Packers uh, a Packers home game. So uh, with the advent of the 17th, 17th uh, or 17 game schedule now, the league, can require teams to play and first chance, <laughs> first, chance <laughs> first opportunity they're like they, they had us they had us playing in London but we, you know and but I, I've I've heard really very little negative uh, mm-hmm. about losing the home game I think people understand that you know the, why we're why we're playing and um, I, I've heard from an awful lot of fans here in Green Bay and in the United States that are really looking forward to being able to, to go to London and watch uh, watch the Packers play. I mean, I get to wake up at 9 a.m. and watch the Packers. I mean, it doesn't really get much better. Than that. I should, honestly. Are you, are you going to attend? Are you going to, who are flying across? Phenomenal. Well, because people were complaining, because like, everyone complains about something. So people were complaining that we're giving up a home game. I thought they weren't doing that. But it's exactly like you said. We had nine home games scheduled sure. for this upcoming season. So we're still having like a full eight game yeah, well, we're really, Schedule. if you look back over the last you know, 10 to 15 years, what we're missing is we're going to have one less preseason game mm-hmm. at home than we normally do. Yeah, I mean, that's how it works. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. So on top of that, you know, Packers making some moves as well. Obviously, you know, we'll talk about the cap and kind of like how that has sure. altered some decisions. But extending Aaron Rodgers. The last time that I was here was smack dab in the middle of August. Rodgers just just come back and it was, okay, let's move forward. And, you know, there was a whole offseason with drama and back and forth. And what wound up happening is he extended now. So can you speak to kind of how that relationship has evolved from it was, there was a lot of friction that was going on last offseason 
to now this season, you know, Aaron is going to be in the green and gold yeah, for the foreseeable well, future. Know, obviously, um, I think Aaron deserves the credit. I mean, he was able to come back, and he's obviously still playing at a very high level. Just, yeah. Back-to-back uh, MVPs. But I think, uh, you know, Brian uh, Gutenkunsten especially uh, deserves credit. Um, you know, I think he's really reached out and made a genuine effort to include and involve Aaron. Um, you know, and, and obviously Matt LaFleur has uh, done a great job um, with, with Aaron. You know, you look, it's, I mean, we kind of take it for granted, but, you know, Aaron is all, he's obviously he's a great quarterback, will be in the Hall of Fame, but... Um, you know, the last two or three years under Matt, he's really improved his play. Yes. And I think he's Matt, Matt and Aaron have worked together. I mean, Matt has his system, but, um, you know, I think Aaron, they kind of evolved a little bit to what, what works best for Aaron. And, uh, and the last person I need, I really need to give credit to is Russ Ball, who figured out a way to, <laughs> to, uh, to squeeze in uh, Aaron's contract. Uh, and we're just so fortunate then. Have somebody who oversees our salary cap. Sure, um, has so much experience. Because yeah, there's some backflips and hurdles that need to be jumped. We sure. talked about this last year and talking about and two years ago about COVID and how that really started to restrict the cap. The cap going down, and we see in the next few years that it is supposed to go up, which will help somewhat. And sure. we'll kind of jump through that in a moment. But in terms of you know bringing back Rodgers, one of the things that he said after the 49ers loss was that he didn't want to be part of a rebuild. Sure. And I think that, and I want to get your take on this, that speaks to how they view the Packers, at least short-term future, that this is not a team that's in a rebuild. This is a team that's going to be able to contend for a championship. Yeah, I think realistically, when you have a MVP, you know, elite quarterback, <laughs> um, yeah, you, you have a chance to win a Super Bowl mm-hmm. here. And, um, doesn't guarantee you uh, anything, but really you look at, especially in the last three years, I mean, we've, you know, number one seed the last two years, and we've been in position and just haven't been able to, you know, uh, take advantage of it. Sure. But, um, you know, uh, he gives us that chance. And um, it's, you know, I don't want to say the window is open, but I think you know, as long as he's playing at the level he is, we have a realistic chance to, to win a world championship. Absolutely. And I think one of the things that stood out, too, especially from that 49ers game, even though it ended up being a loss, was how well that defense played. Right. And the defense they didn't allow the 49ers to score a single touchdown, you know, with their with their offense. So they didn't allow a single bit of that. On top of that, do you think that bringing all of those pieces back, because the only person that we lost on defense was Darius Smith, but. He barely, last barely year. played last year. <laughs> yeah. So you re-signed Russell Douglas. You know, you're extending Devondre Campbell, who had an all-pro season last year, and Jair Alexander will be back fully healthy. Sure. So do you think that going forward, like maybe is there going to be kind of a shift in terms of, hey, maybe we'll be a run-heavy team with our great running backs and we'll be a strong defensive team? Oh, and by the way, we also have an MVP quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it's. Uh, I, I think I'm really excited about the – about our defense going forward. We've got players, good, really all pro or pro level, pro bowl level players at, at you know, all three levels. Um, when you have Aaron Rodgers, though, <laughs> you know, it's- uh, He's not there to just hand the ball. Yeah, you know, and I've obviously with the, um, you know, with Devontae being traded away and MVS and uh, Equinamius being, uh, leaving in free agency, I've heard from a lot of fans, you know, 
I, what am I going to do? I saw your Murphy take five. Yeah. Oh, you're actually. <laughs> oh, buddy, I saw it. Well, uh, yeah, just uh, I think we need uh, to remain calm. Uh, there's quite a bit of time left before the uh, uh, the first regular season uh, season game, and uh, you know we we realize we'll we have to add uh, you know uh, receivers and. Yeah, I know that uh, Brian and, and Matt have been in discussions and we're looking at options there. And, yeah. Uh, you know, the other nice thing, um, you know, Aaron is such a special talent that um, he makes receivers. <laughs> I think the thing is he throws them open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and, and he, he has, I mean, obviously you, you need talent, but, um, you know, having a quarterback uh, that plays at the level he does, um, makes everybody look good. It helps, yeah. I mean, you could take guys that are talented in themselves, but like you said, he can elevate that talent to be even more. And at the same time, we do have receivers that are on the team that do need to develop and they do need to sure. step up and what have yeah. you. You have Amari Rogers, for example, who we drafted. So there's guys that are definitely on the team that can play. It, it's just we need to reload, if you sure. will, at yeah. the wide receiver position. Yeah. And you did speak about you know, Equinemia St. Brown and MBS and Devontae Adams, of course, being the biggest shocker. Sure. So from what the public perception is, was last offseason, Devontae Adams and the Packers were having conversations about trying to get an extension done. Sure. You and I had a conversation about that because we talked about how Hall of Famers get those those third contracts, right? Yeah. We don't give them to a lot of people. So at what point did it seem that, okay, Devontae Adams might not be back? Was that something that happened last year? Like, was that something that was kind of in the mind or did it really start to come unfold like in the last um, few months? Yeah, well, first of all, I, I think the world of Devontae, I mean, he's just amazing person. Amazing person, obviously a great, great player and probably just maybe even a better person. Um, and I give him credit. I mean, playing the whole year, you know, basically, without a lot of protection from an injury standpoint sure and still played at a very high level um yeah you know i think it's probably i don't think it, there was a specific time where um you know i think he was um well first of all our priority was aaron um Makes sense. yeah and you know that we wanted to take care of that and um probably didn't address Devonte as quickly as he would have liked um and you know, but so, I mean, that was really it. And I, I but I think it's more, it was more than money. Um, I think it was, well, it was clear he didn't want to play on the franchise tag. Yeah. Um, but I think it was also, I think the opportunity to play closer to home for him, um, I mean, he told me, and I, I didn't even realize this, his grandmother's health is not good. And um, she's never seen him play really? in the NFL. And okay. so, you know, I mean, this Vegas is not in California, but it's pretty darn close. Sure. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and you know, in that, given that, um, I, I think I think it was really a situation that was really was good for for Devonte. Sure. Um, you know, this is something that was really important to him, and I, I think being able to play with his old college roommate and Derek Carr was yes. was a factor as well. Um, and then for us, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously we're losing a great talent, but, you know, we've got the draft ammunition now with uh, four picks in the top uh, two rounds. That, yeah. You know, now it's on us to, to make the right decisions with those yeah. picks, either either uh, drafting the right players or using them to, 
to trade for others. And to speak of that too, and, and talking about Devonte, I mean, I have vivid memories of Devonte in training camp and just like how humble and how kind he was to yeah. every single fan that he ever came across. And yeah. you know, he's done things for the community. And you know, he will definitely be missed as a player, but as a person, yeah. a million times more. I think that you look at how Devonte's career is panned out. I mean, there are people after his second season who are calling for him to like sure. be cut. Yeah. And this stuff takes time. I mean, how many, I'm sure you hear it, and in terms of, oh, we need a first-round wide receiver. We need it. We need it. We've been saying that for years now. We found great guys in the and second round. Really well the second second round. round has been great. You got Cobb, you got Jordy, you got Adams. It's, it's worked sure. out pretty well. Yeah. And, you know, I think there's something to speak of that for the guys that we do have on the team. There is still time for them to develop. Sure. But as you're saying, like, we do need to go out and we need to get talent, whether that's going to be in free agency or whether that's going to be in the draft. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're right. You, you know, we've got, you know, I mean, Amari Rogers. Um, I think he was drafted in the third round. So it was the third round. Yeah. Josiah DeGuara. Um, I mean, him as a passing threat. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, you know, people, obviously, you mentioned our running backs, but they're also really, really factoring in the passing game. I mean, Aaron Jones is, I mean, incredible. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, actually, I've been really impressed. Turns out AJ Dillon can catch. Yeah. Oh, it's so crazy. Oh, it's coming out of the yeah. draft. They said he couldn't. And DC never <laughs> threw the ball to him. They just yeah. handed it to him. But, uh, yeah, they're both skilled. And, uh, yeah, to have two backs uh, with that kind of uh, running and pass, pass catching ability is pretty rare. Well, to just highlight on that and Matt LaFleur's offense, too, you know, you saw in the 49ers game, you know, there was some, a lot of times it was like forced to Devante, and which because he is like the best receiver that was on the team at the time. And sure. it was like, you know, like try to, best in the league. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, top two, but not two. And try, just trying to get him the ball to make a play. I think also with Matt LaFleur's offense, you don't necessarily have to have like that start. Does it help? Yes, of course it does. Sure. But if you're able to have great players at multiple positions at receivers, maybe it could be something even different because sure. now going into the season, Rodgers is not going to have Devontae to rely on and we're going to have to spread the ball around more. Yeah, um, He's going to have to make his reads and you know, um, you know, make decisions on where to go with the ball. Sure. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, we're not a better team losing of course. Devontae, but um, what I think is kind of telling is in games that we played without Devontae, we've done well. And Aaron, no. Yeah, I mean, and Aaron's really spread the ball out and spread the ball around and, uh, you know, really kind of following his reads in the offense. Well, I think in terms of, you know, we'll look ahead to the season, but I think there's a lot of things for Packers to be excited about because David Bakhtiari hopefully will be back. You know, sure. that, that injury just kept nagging and lingering. Yeah. You know, Elton Jenkins will be back as well. You know, we did lose Billy Turner, but – Everybody coming back should be pretty healthy. So yeah. if we're able well, to get uh, Robert Tunyon, uh, yeah, Robert yeah. Tunyon comes back yeah. too. I mean, there's there's a bunch of yeah. The, I mean, I think he and Elton were they hurt in the same game? Yeah, uh, I believe so. It was yeah, around the same game. Pretty, yeah, about about, about mid season. You know, the ACLs are just hard to predict Correct. how long it's going to take. And it's different for everybody, too. I mean, it's yeah. different for a 300-pound lineman than you know, sure. somebody else. So, Receiver, yeah. Well, in that case, in talking about kind of – you mentioned about free agency and, and losing guys like Devontae and MBS and, you know, MBS signing with Kansas City and getting like $10 million a year. Is this something I'm, I'm just fascinated about? You see a team like the Jacksonville Jaguars mm-hmm. who is giving a ton of money to a lot of free agents. And sometimes it's, hey, we're not the best team, you know, so we need to – entice some players to, to come play for us. 
Is that something that is a concern for the front office when you're negotiating with guys like Jair Alexander and trying to give him a big contract and you see Xavier Howard from the Dolphins getting paid like a ton of money? And under the cap restrictions, is that something that you kind of have to pay attention to the landscape and go, oh, MVS is getting $10 million. So if we sign, you know, a player that either has that speed or is at a similar level, this is what it's going to cost, if not more, in the near future. Yeah, no, there's no question that we follow, you know, I mean, the trends across the league and how our position's being paid. Yeah. And, um, I mean, the quarterback market. It's a little high. It's a little high. Um, yeah, you know, it's, uh, I mean, the, the cap, I mean, it, it does its job. I mean, you have to make difficult decisions. And sure. You can't have... Uh, I mean, you can't have the high-paid players in every position Correct. across the board and Correct. then field the whole team. That's, um, but, you know, I still think, um, you know, obviously you have to play pay the players that have proven themselves. And Absolutely. Um, but still the core of your team, I, I think when, when you have, um, when you've drafted well and the core of your team is, you know, players that you've drafted, that's the best way to build a winner. Of course. Yeah. Well, to that point, because that's well, the other thing, especially now, um, yeah, for, for the, the sweet spot in the NFL is when you have a really good quarterback on a rookie, rookie deal. deal. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, that, you can really put a lot of talent around. I mean, look at the Bengals, right? I mean, they, they made it to the Super Bowl and now they're like, offensive linemen, come on in. Like, we'll protect you. We won't get you sacked a kajillion times. Yeah. And that seemed to be the strategy for a very long time because once that big QB money starts to come in, it makes it more difficult to put the weapons yeah. around him, whether it's on yeah. defense or offense. And you look at the Rams mm -hmm. and how they have done it. They've done it differently, I would say, than oh, yeah. a, a good chunk like, of the league. You know, I'm showing my age now, but you know, George Allen, you probably never heard of George I Allen. I know George Allen is. <laughs> yeah, no, his, yeah, he, yeah, he did not, he didn't like draft picks. Yes. He traded him away, and that's kind of what you're saying. We don't need him. Yeah, he, he liked veterans. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think there's something to be said of that, right? In which you look how the Rams have done it. They've traded like their first round picks away, so they're not going to be picking until, you know, I'm 45 years old, you know, yeah. in the first round. However, the way they did it was they built a team because they still, still did draft and develop, but they yeah. bring in these big guys, trade these first round picks away. They bring in yeah. Matthew Stafford, you yeah. know, and they, and they do wind up winning a Super Bowl. I always refer to the NFL as being very cyclical, right? Mm -hmm. In which linebackers, for example, you make them real big, so then you get speedier guys so they can outrun them. Sure. So then they get smaller and speedier, so then you get big guys to run through them. Do you think that the Rams have provided a different blueprint on how to win a Super Bowl, or is it gonna always just kind of come back around to, it'll work for some teams, it's not gonna always work for others? Yeah, uh, it's a great question. Uh, yeah, I, I still think, <laughs> I still think the draft and develop is the way to go, and then sure. you know, mix in, uh, and, and obviously, you know, Brian is was trained by Ted Thompson, but uh -huh. you've seen he's he's willing to He'll go. Get yeah, he's willing to kind of break the mold and go out and do some different things. Um, you know, it's interesting. Um, it'll be interesting if the Rams can sustain it. Mm -hmm. Is this a one-year thing, or uh, you know, that's the hardest thing. To have consistent success, correct, and you know that's what we've been, you know, really proud of. And you know, obviously, we'd like to have more Super Bowls, but correct. Um, you know, every year we've had, you know, legitimately, you know, exception of a couple of years over the last decade, yeah, you know, chances where we're in it. You know, one of the things when you're in a position like us, where you have a, an elite franchise quarterback, 
a lot of it is he, you know, you're paying him because he makes people better. Correct. And you know, that's, <laughs> that's what he does. <laughs> yeah. That's the reality is. And so, you know, he's taking up uh, a large percentage of the salary cap, but, um, well, the other thing, not only, um, you know, I, I think the game has really evolved yes. over you know, the last 10 to 15 years. I mean, when I played, the most important player was a running back. You know, yes. We had John Washington football team slash commanders had John Riggins <laughs> that we carried, you know, he carried us to the Super Bowl and uh, Walter Payton and others. Yep. But, you know, the way the game has evolved, I think with, uh, particularly with some of the rules protecting quarterbacks yes. has allowed them to play longer. Um, and, you know, so now by, by far, it's the most important position, uh, oh, not, only, not only in the NFL, but I'd say in all sports. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a person who touches the ball every sure. play, it's whether nice. that is handing it off, whether that is going to be throwing it, the audibling out of, you know, what the coach is sure. saying, they are ultimately making those decisions. And if they prove that they can do that at a very high level, they get that high level money yeah. because if you're not going to do it, someone else is going to do it. Yeah. And to speak on that point. You know, you have kind of this weird flux that has happened in which you've seen a ton of talent go to the AFC in which quarterbacks, you know, or it's like big time linebackers, you know, Russell Wilson or Von yeah. Miller has kind of gone to the AFC. You look over at the AFC West and that's going to be a nightmare <laughs> division. So sure. have fun, Devontae. Like it's, yeah. it's going to be a good time. Yeah. Do you think like that gives the Packers an even better opportunity to say, you just got to make it to the playoffs and anything can happen kind of thing? And is the switch or the shift that has happened in the league, is that something that went into any contract negotiations or like this big decisions in terms of like personnel? Yeah. Well, first of all, the AFC, NFC, I think that's all cyclical. And then, you know, yeah. kind of- Oh, it'll come back. <laughs> yeah. The, um, yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I think um, the stronger the schedule you play, I think that gets you ready for the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think, you know, some of our best teams, the best years were, you know, Bears were really strong. Yep. Vikings were strong. Getting through our division. And, it was a call. Yeah. And yep. then, but then that gets you ready when the – so um, – yeah, I, I, I would, I bet the AFC, whoever survives the AFC West, they don't have be a pretty good shot to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, and, and, you know, there's so many things. I mean, injuries, you know, yes. a little luck, weather, there's so many things that come into, um, you know, determining, you know, who's going to win the playoff games. And, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I know our fans are disappointed, but, you know, we've, we're trying here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, you know, we we put ourselves in position, and um, you know, I think, I mean, not to, you know, some of the injuries of at, at the wrong time. I mean, David Bakhtiari being injured like could have yeah. cost us two Super Bowls, yeah. you know, realistically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, to that yeah. point, you, 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 you got to have depth. I mean, because injuries are a factor, and uh, it's, it's just sometimes the timing of the injuries is is not That's ideal. Right. Because yeah. you talk about sustainability, and the Packers have been very sustainable over these past sure. few years. And I would agree. I would say the most of our opportunities to, like, that we've gone to the playoffs and have an opportunity, we've had an opportunity to win a Super Bowl. And we've brought guys in, you know, 2014, bringing Julius Peppers in. You know, sure. we, we've 2018, Goody's going to get everybody and is like, come yeah. on in, guys. The goal, it seemed for a while, 
because we were losing these heartbreakers and away games in the playoffs. So it was got to get one at home. We got to get one at home. The past two years, we've gotten them at home, right? Number one seed. Growing up, I still remember Michael Vick like beating us in the playoffs. And I was like, wait a minute, we don't lose at Lambeau. Yeah. Do you think it's a mix of everything that you just said about injuries, timing, the opponent? Because we've had two warmer weather teams with very good defenses, good run games, and the 49ers and the Buccaneers who have come into Lambeau in January and have beat us. Yeah. Do you think that is like the allure of the home field advantage of Lambeau? Is that kind of like dissipated a bit? Or is it there's so many factors? (laughs) Well, you know, Tampa Bay, I mean, we have a limited audience. Limited crowd, Correct. right? It was so it wasn't a real, um, you know, atmosphere, home, uh, Lambeau Field experience or advantage. This past year, uh, I mean, we had it all set up. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was the uh, number one seed, and uh, yeah, it's just uh, I, I, I'd like to think. Well, certainly, I, I hope we still have a sure. And, and you know, actually, you look at look at our record over the last few years during the regular season. It's been great. Tremendous at home. And um, yeah, so I think it's a number of the things that we talked about. But, uh, you know, when you get to the playoffs, you're obviously you're playing the best teams and you're also playing, uh, you know, the best quarterbacks. And, sure. And, and that's, and they can play in all kinds of weather. And, uh, you know, I, I do think uh, it's a lot different than when Lombardi was coaching. I think people, the technology and people yes. are. <laughs> they, they're, they're they got heat warmers. Like their benches are all heated up. Like, <laughs> yeah. And there's no more tundra. There's not any frozen yeah. tundra anymore. So you're saying like people should start throwing some ice like on the fields <laughs> and just be like, okay, you know, just make it a little bit more difficult. Because yeah. <laughs> the the way that because as you've had this sustainability, at the end of the day, 31 teams are going to not be happy, right? At the end of every single year. And people have been looking for, well, why was it this year? Like, how come we didn't, you know, get over that hump this year, et cetera. Yeah. And the Packers, I've noticed, especially, you know, this season, the off season, they've started to do different things when it comes to like contracts. And a lot of that is because of COVID and the salary cap. Sure. But, you know, you had a team that was so fiscally responsible in which they like void years, never heard of them, never used the franchise tag or very rarely did. Yeah. Is it because of COVID that it, that it's kind of put more of a strain that, hey, we're going to have to reach into our bag of tricks to try and sign some of these guys? And or is it we just are trying to keep that window open for as long as we possibly can under Rodgers? Yeah, I think it, it's a little bit of both. I mean, there's no question that COVID and, you know, the, you know, the two seasons with revenue falling off uh, and the cap, you know, really at unprecedented, you know, levels in terms of, you know, uh, trying to <laughs> make it, making it difficult for teams, but it's, it's been the same for, I mean, every team dealing with it. So Correct. you can't, um, but you know, we also realize when we, we've got a quarterback like Aaron playing at a high level, um, you know, we have an opportunity to win a Super Bowl. Um, you know, I think we all feel really good about the, you know, the quality of the team that we put together. And Brian's done an outstanding job, and um, yeah, and it's you know, it's, so it's a it's a combination of a number of things. And yeah, I think we're ready, and uh, yeah, it's every team's dealing with it in different ways, but I think we're all we're all very confident that over the next three to five years, the salary cap will grow at a pretty steady pace. 
So with that, when the salary cap is going to grow, is there a concern that, okay, then players are going to just start getting more money? So for like, you see like some of these players and how they're being paid already, you know, especially, I'm not even talking about like elite guys, but people who are very talented, don't get me wrong, but they're getting like buckets of money that are thrown at them. So do you think like that's also a concern that it's, or is it more of like, hey, we have this quarterback, we have this team, let's try to be sustainable as long as possible, try to get a ring, and then see what happens? <laughs> yeah, um, well obviously as the cap grows, the players, they, 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 they're gonna get more money. Sure. Then it's a question of how do you divvy it up among, um, you know, among your key players? And, um, you know, that's where Ted and I think Brian has really done a good job. Um, and you and I have talked about it, uh, Sometimes you have to make difficult decisions Absolutely. on some of your veteran players. That, uh, and you know, uh, you want everybody to be healthy, but the reality is as players get older, um, injuries become more of a factor. And yeah. um, you know, sometimes you have to, to move on from players. That's the other, the thing that's really changed, at least you know, in the, my time involved with the league, is the ability of quarterbacks to play at a high level a long, long time. Maybe yeah, into our 40s now. I mean, Tom yeah. Brady has accomplished. I thought he was gone, Mark. I thought he was gone. I thought he was done. <laughs> I thought we did you it. You sound like Sean uh, Sean McDonald. <laughs> Can't get this guy out of the league. <laughs> no, but it's, you know, his age. It's incredible. Yeah. I mean, I remember watching like, Joe Namath at the end of his career. It was not pretty. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it usually happened like you look at Peyton Manning, who was like able, like that last year, it's a good thing he had a really good defense, yeah. right? I mean, like you see, even like the greats, far of it happened to him. Like it, it happens because Father Time is undefeated, sure. right? Yeah. I mean, it, it just makes it more difficult when you look at the roster as it currently stands. So, like you have a guy like Jordan Love, for example, right? Yeah. We had Aaron Rodgers sit for multiple years because that wasn't out of the ordinary. That was kind of like the norm, sure. right? Do you still kind of have that same philosophy with a player like Jordan Love, or really at any position, that it's hey, like? yeah, you're going to sit because this is what the circumstances are? Or is there like constant pivoting that's going on based off those changing circumstances? Yeah, you know, I think each position's obviously a little different. Uh, quarterback is a position that it's not easy to step in right away and cool. play at a high level. And there's been a lot of examples of players that have played too soon and lose confidence and... Developed very bad habits. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah. You know, Baker Mayfield, uh, number one pick in the overall draft. And yeah. I don't... I don't know, is he on a team now? I mean, he's still <laughs> hanging on to the Browns, but yeah. I mean, to, get, to that point, I mean, you look at Aaron Rodgers and that, you look at his first preseason, he looks like a completely different player, right? And I think, you know, he's mentioned this too, sitting under Favre gave him that sure. experience and, and everything. Is there a pressure at all, you know, when you, because it's the narrative, drafted a quarterback, you trade, traded that fourth round pick to go up and get him and, and all that. Is there like any pressure to be like, okay, like we need to see a return on investment or are the Packers being patient with it and saying, hey, yeah, you know what? Yeah, well, well I think, yeah, you have to be patient. Yeah. Especially, you know, his first year, there was really no, no preseason. No preseason. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think this preseason is gonna be very important for him. And uh, yeah, no, it's, I, you know, it's, we, we think he can be a good player, but you know, we haven't really seen enough. And, sure. Uh, yeah, so I think this preseason will good, be good for him. And uh, yeah, he's, he's a talented player. And um, I know that's, that's uh, you know, 
the decision to draft him has been questioned by a number of people, but um, it's such an important position in our league that, uh, you know, investing in yes. future assets at the quarterback position is, well, I mean, look how, they said the same thing when we drafted Aaron. Correct. Why are you taking Oh, don't I know. The toilet, the toilet bowl, right? That's what Thompson got? <laughs> yep. That might have been the guy who was writing to you in the Murphy Take 5. <laughs> I think it might have been the same guy. The Because in terms of moving forward, you know, you have Aaron Rodgers, who has talked about retirement. You know, he's kind of gone with that. He signed a deal. I mean, there's an opportunity where you guys win a Super Bowl this year. Aaron might go, okay, like, I- I'm done now. Thanks, guys. Yeah. And if you don't have a quarterback to step up, well, oh, boy, now we got to go look for one, and we just won a Super Bowl, and we have the 32nd pick, right? Yeah. So is that kind of, like, in the mindset, too, of there's no rush to do anything with Jordan Love because we don't know what the foreseeable future looks like because – if we are really successful and we get to our goals and where we want to be, that might mean changing up the guard potentially. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you're right. I mean, Aaron, he's you know he's still playing at a high level and he's said he wants to keep playing. But yeah, I, I think it's probably a year year by year thing now yeah. with him, and which is understandable when you get sure. to that point in your career. And um, yeah, no, it's as we said, it's such an important position. Um, to have somebody like the, like Jordan that we can develop, and um, you know, it's it's pretty good to it's have. Cheap, it. you know, it's still on the rookie deal, like what you yeah. talked about. Yeah, yeah. and you yeah. got that fifth year option, even though it's fully guaranteed. You know, you do have that option too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah, and you know, now it's it's up to, to Jordan to take advantage of the opportunities that he does have. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's very similar. I mean, Aaron sat for three years, didn't play until his fourth year. Yep. Now. We'll see. If, yeah, that's unheard of now, though. But it is. It is different. But yeah. I mean, it still can be successful. Yeah. You know, and I think also while a lot of people are sitting in 2022 and you know criticizing the pick and what have you, I don't know if anyone anticipated Aaron Rodgers going back to back MVPs and playing at the high level that was sure. anticipated. I mean, you and I have talked about you know any player at any position starting that decline as they get older. Yeah. And he's just like, nope, we're gonna be like him and a Brady. You know, it's just, just not, sure. it's yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. The last two things I wanna talk about super quick um, in terms of this year's Do I draft. Have to talk really fast? Is that what it's just, it has to be rapid fire. <laughs> These, uh, this draft, this upcoming draft, yes. um, we have five picks within the first 100 picks, which is excellent. Sure. Two first rounds, as you talked about, two second round picks. Does that kind of open the board in a way that it hasn't been open in re- like recent years? And we've had you know two draft picks in the sure. first round before. You know we got Gary and we go get Darnell Savage. Yeah, is it kind of like exciting because it's saying, hey, we have a great team. You know, there's not a ton of holes. Well, the first thing would be much more exciting for us than the Rams. I. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, I'm just happy I don't have to stay up for five hours. And then you guys are like, you know, we're not going to pick this year. We're going to trade on back. It's going to be fine. But like, it's it's a matter of there's so many combinations that you can do. I mean, if sure. you wanted to, you could trade into the top 10 if you wanted to, in yeah. terms of like the capital that you had to go after and get a guy. Yeah. Like, what is that feeling of being able to walk into the draft and be like, we have every opportunity that we could possibly want to fill an already talented sure. roster? Yeah. And yeah, and Brian's history, I mean, he's shown that he willing to make moves yeah uh, so yeah no it's uh, it'll be exciting and uh, we haven't finalized our draft board yet but we're kind of going through just that process. when you're done yeah, <laughs> yeah. the uh, yeah and uh, you know if there's somebody that we think 
is a real difference maker. We have the capital to go up and get them. Yep. Um, yeah, but I, I think, yeah, that when you do that, I mean, you you got to feel pretty sure about it. Yeah. You and I have talked yeah. about the draft is so risky. It's such a gamble because if it wasn't, then every first round pick would be amazing. Yeah. Right. You do have 11 picks total. You have the opportunities to do that. So because you have that many, I mean, even if you just let the board kind of, if it falls like the way you want, you're like, hey, I got five opportunities at a receiver, you know, in the first hundred picks. If I want to go get a couple of them, I can. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the, the, the classic is, do you draft for need or do you follow your board? And best player available. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think what I've seen, we're we're uh, it's usually the best player available, but there is a little bit of need involved, and just a bit. It's yeah. uh, it's really it's really interesting to, to follow the process, and um, you know, and but I, I think Brian does a great job. Obviously, learned an awful lot from Ted. And, Absolutely. Uh, I think they keep a lot of a lot of stuff very close to, <laughs> to their best. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Ten years ago, you're like, no, we're not telling you who we wanted, <laughs> just in case they decide to unretire and come back into the league. Yeah, it is amazing what the, the draft has really become unbelievable. It's a it's a spectacle. It's an event. Yeah. And to that point, the one constant in the four interviews that I have done with you is, you go, Tom, I want the draft. I want the draft in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Sure. I, the first time I ever spoke to you, Titletown was in the midst of being built, right? There was property still being purchased. Like there are all of these yeah. things that were happening. Fast forward, we're one of the three finalists yeah. for the 2024 draft. I spoke to you about it in August of just, yeah, we were close. And you told me we're just going to keep on applying even if we don't get this. Can you kind of just walk me through and, and walk viewers through like what that process is? Is it you apply and then cool, you're a finalist. Is there another step in which you have to like basically say, hey, this is why we should get it? Or is it, it just at the mercy of the NFL the entire well, time? Well, it's ultimately an NFL decision. So the presentation is made to the NFL. Um, yeah, and as you said, we were one of three finalists for the 24 draft. You know, quite honestly, we're disappointed. Um, you know, the Detroit, nothing against Detroit. Really? But, <laughs> um, no, I mean, and they'll do a good job. Sure. Um, but, you know, the league was very impressed with our presentation. Okay. And um, so we're very confident that either in 2025 or in 2027, we'll be able to host the draft here. Um, I think a couple of the, obviously, Titletown is integral to, yes. to hosting it. And actually, two or three years down the road, it will be even further developed. So excited about that. I think the, the new Rush Expo will be a key component. And obviously, Lambeau Field is you know, yeah. probably the number one drawing card. Okay. So we're looking at 25. Uh, a little bit of an issue there is having back-to-back drafts in the upper Midwest. Yes. Um, although I told the league, it's very hard to drive from Green Bay. To, <laughs> That's very true. There's not an easy way. It's not a straight shot. <laughs> and I don't know if the uh, ferry is going across uh, in, in, uh, in April, but... Uh, yeah, well, and, and the reason uh, 2026 we're hosting the Notre Dame Wisconsin yes. game, so that's why we wouldn't correct uh, wouldn't uh, bid on it. So it's 25 or 27. So in that time, so just to follow up on that process, so you make your initial presentation, I would imagine, right? Is there another presentation when you find out that you're a finalist? Um, we have we've provided additional information. Got it. Um, but it's yeah the league. It's kind of like uh, the Wizard of Oz, you know, it's like... Totally <laughs> I'm, not sure, I'm not sure exactly sure how those decisions are made. Gotcha. 
Yeah, you know, it's really, um, I think the focus is for the league is on cities that will not ho- will not be able to host the Super Bowl. Yeah. The, the Lions have hosted two Super Bowls. <laughs> We're not angry about yeah, it at all. The, uh, but, you know, that they can't host it on an ongoing basis. When you have a sure. Northern Dome team, they, they'll get one Super Bowl for your new Dome Stadium. Correct. Um, so the, the focus is really on markets that... And, then, and this is probably now the second biggest uh, asset that the league has behind the Super Bowl. I would say, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've looked at I mean, the economic impact for the draft. Of the- Tremendous. I mean, it's it's days, yeah. and that's the thing. It's like the week leading up to it. Like, there's there's a lot that's going on. And yeah, I think, you know, the biggest issue for the league is the hotels. Yeah, um, the infrastructure, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but... Um, yeah, what we've said is, listen, you know, if you include uh, Appleton and Milwaukee, which fairly fairly easy drives, yeah, you know, uh, you know, we do meet the requirement in terms of the hotel. So in that process, as we're gearing up to apply again, is there anything that you can think of that could like make it even more attractive to the NFL and be like, hey, this is why we should have a draft? I mean, because Titletown's amazing, right? Sure. You, you mentioned all of, like, the Rush Center. You mentioned that we do have the hotels because I think that there are people who have that perception who either haven't been here since Titletown has gone up, that it's like, oh, well, Green Bay is a small town, like they don't have the infrastructure. You know, is there things that the Packers and you know Green Bay could do as a whole that could say like, let's put us over the top and like get over this hump? Yeah, you know, actually we've worked with our visitors and convention bureau and uh, Brad Toll heads that up as there's, it's just a question of making people realize that yeah. Green, it's not the Green Bay that you know, the Not NFL films, you know, John Facenda, <laughs> the frozen tundra. Yeah. And, you know, they show pictures of the... Uh, it's a vacation uh, destination now, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, yeah, in April, weather's great. No, but, uh, yeah, you know, and I, I think Titletown, um, you know, if people haven't seen the Rush Expo, I think that's perfect for, uh, you know, the NFL draft and all different kinds of events. And um, the, the Rush Center itself will be, you know, that's, you know, 10,000 seat arena that yep. can do all kinds of things at. We just, yeah, and, if people, and you know, we continue to invest in uh, Lambeau Field, and so it's. Yes, well, yeah, the stock sale. Yeah. I mean, listen, finally, I was a broke college kid when it happened the last time, and yeah. I couldn't afford $250. But you know, I got it. No longer. I got. I know. I know. I got that that stock this time. And you guys, you raised a lot of money. It was it was a bit short of the goal, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, we didn't really set a goal. I mean, we. Uh, but yeah, all that money, it's going to go into two main things: okay. uh, brand new video boards for Lambeau Field, which I mean, they're getting bigger and bigger and clearer yeah. and clearer. So it'd be great. Uh, and then uh, our concourse renovations. Got so, it. Yeah. That should be exciting. Concession stands in the concourse. There we go. Yeah. So it's and it's improving the fan experience. Absolutely. I mean, like, well, that's that's the thing that Lambo also, like, you can come here in April and still go on the tours and still, like, it really is a spectacle that you can still see even if sure. football's not being played. Yeah. So I think, I mean, when you cut through it all, uh, the history and tradition of the Packers and particularly Lambeau Field, that's, that would be the biggest. I think fans all over the country will want to come well, they want to come see a game at Lambeau, sure. but also you know, come see the draft. Absolutely. So I'm hopeful that we get the next one. But yeah. Mark, I appreciate your time as always oh, uh, yeah. for coming on. Uh, Lambo's always doing things. Mm-hmm. Titletown's always expanding. And uh, 
yeah, we'll, we'll keep it going. All right. Sounds good. You're always welcome, Tom. I appreciate it. Yeah. Folks, thanks so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassley. And as always, go Pack Go.